0: So take a look at me now Ooh Cause I'm just an empty place Ooh (sighs) What's the point?
1: (laughs) You're asking the wrong guy
0: (laughs) Jedediah is a man Who once was a boy And he wrote down all his feelings In a diary to enjoy now he's reading it again, reading it for you. Maybe you'll recognize yourself too. Jetta Diaries, the Jetta Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now the song is through. <sighs> what could possibly be the point, <laughs> honestly? I've been searching for a while now. I've come up empty. <laughs>
1: I mean, people have been searching for all of recorded history, yeah. and likely before. We established last week we're not scientists. We're also not philosophers. Philosophers, yeah. But people have been trying to figure it out for a long time. Mm-hmm. There has to be a best answer to what is the point.
0: I mean, I could feed you platitudes. Please. That's all I'm looking for. Feed away. The point is kindness and, <laughs> you know, living each day to the... Come on, that's literally the best. I told best. you. You asked for I platitudes. I know I know I did, but that's what you're going to get.
1: <laughs> but there has to be a best answer, and I guess the problem is that
0: philosophy is not a black and white kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's I mean, I think in some cases even if you're really plumbing the depths, then it, it's potentially even more depressing. <laughs> Why? To come face to face with that void. Well, I suppose in the absence of a good answer,
1: we're going to mm-hmm. have to assume there is no point, Yeah, which is a conclusion we've both come to. But there's no way that two fellas mm-hmm. just hanging around in the early 21st century could come to the correct conclusion about what is the point right. just by living their lives yeah. and, and deciding there's not one.
0: Do you remember last week when I said, I don't know what I was referencing, to whom do I tender my complaint?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was to the founder of our country. Oh, that's
0: right. That was a uh, reference to a Kierkegaard quote. Go on. He talks about basically why does he exist and to whom should he tender his complaint about existing. Oh, God. Right. The implication is to God. Yeah. He was a firm believer in God. And many of his musings and philosophical writings were about the existence, proving the existence of God. What was Kierkegaard's deal? He was a Danish philosopher. He he was an early existentialist. I think he was the one who put this idea of existential philosophy on the map. Which is? It's just questioning the nature of existence. Oh, what we're doing, right? Oh, are yeah. we are we the the latest in a long line of <laughs> yes existentialists? You can draw a line. Is this podcast from, an from,
1: existentialist?
0: Podcast? I think recently they drew a line from Kierkegaard to the Jena Diary. <laughs> <laughs> Who did? I mean, Harvard professor. <laughs> I think you could make an argument that this is an existentialist podcast the definition is anything that questions the nature of existence that's what we're doing yeah so it, who it, am it, i it, it is by definition
1: who are we why are we here right why am i who i am is it because of what happened to me 25 years ago mm-hmm. or what didn't happen to me is the yeah. case maybe yeah yeah i think the answer is yes mm-hmm. i agree all right well that's the end of the podcast <laughs> thank you for listening everyone 10 weeks in and, and, we, figured and we figured it out and no, we figured it out yeah it didn't last as long as i thought it would but you know so what what does?
0: No. <laughs> Let's go have a
1: sandwich. <laughs> Hello and welcome to week 10 of the Jeddah Diaries. I'm your host, Jedidiah Baker.
0: I'm Tori Pocket.
1: And double digits. Yeah, we made wow. it. Wow. I never thought we'd get this. far. <laughs> Me neither. Thank you for sticking around if you've been here since the beginning. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in for the first time if that's what you're doing. And thank you to everyone who fits somewhere in between those. Those two
0: states. I know you, when you thank people, you genuinely mean it.
1: Of course. What?
0: Well, because a lot of times you'll say it and I will unthinkingly agree and say, yes, thank you. And I don't really,
1: (laughs) it's not sincere.
0: Mine is sincere. Yours yours is tactical. Mine, to this point, has not been very sincere. It's been like a perfunctory thank you. But I actually want to genuinely thank people because maybe this is trite to say, but. There are so many things that you could be doing with your time and Mm -hmm. giving us thirty minutes or or less is really a big (laughs) commitment. Yeah. You know, every week. That's that is something. That's huge. And I do I I genuinely, I think for the first time, appreciate that. That's great.
1: That's that's really beautiful. You know, we talk about well, what is what is the point? Why are we here? It's certainly not to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yet. Several, maybe a couple dozen of you at least. Mm -hmm are choosing to spend a half hour of your life every week doing just that. Yeah. So really, yeah, honestly, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we do appreciate it. We do it for you. My brother left me a voicemail with a reaction to last week's episode. Oh, great. To refresh your, Tories' memory and, and the memories of everyone listening, he whacked me in the nose
0: with a, a chairlift. Back. Right, which we thought was maybe a mistake. Yeah, we assumed. Today,
1: in 2018, we yeah. assumed it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Little Jed made sort of no indication one way or the other, but yeah. the mere recording of it to me, seems to indicate uh, maliciousness on, on your yeah, end, yeah, yeah. brother. Oh my God! Hearing you say that I hit you in the nose with the chairlift bar—that moment has been forever seared into my consciousness. It broke my heart when that happened. I remember there was blood. It was like a little traumatic. Yeah, you thought that I did it on purpose. You were so upset with me. I promise you, brother, I didn't do it on purpose. And I'm sorry that it happened. Thoughts on that? That's very touching.
0: I'd like to hear your thoughts first.
1: God, hearing that, that really reframes part of my childhood that I assumed to be one way. Yeah. To find out now that it was another way. Mm Mm-hmm he didn't come across to me as a person who felt bad about any of the pain he ever caused. Yeah. Me. And I wonder why he didn't say anything about it then, or if he did and I just couldn't hear it maybe right. because I was convinced he was a villain. Yeah, Josie, I'm sorry. To, you know, let that pain, let that pain float away. Oh, I thought you were going to say what, let that pain live on. <laughs> Sit
0: in that pain. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah. You know,
1: and I thought last week it wasn't a bloody nose cause I would have written it was a bloody nose, but yeah. he remembers blood and I, yeah. I,
0: I trust that. So, you know, last week I came to Josie's defense I was thinking about that. And I think one reason why is because in my own family, I exercise the prerogative of being the older brother. The actual, like what the, an older brother should be. Right. A I, bully? I was kind of a bully to my sister. She really looked up to me and I took advantage of, of that. Yeah. My empathy probably extends. It's not like I don't have empathy for you. You liked it when I got hit in the nose. With the <laughs> no, but bar. I but I can kind of put myself in his shoes with some ease. Yeah. I can understand how he would feel very bad about doing some of those things. despite doing them right right
1: mm-hmm. yeah i guess that's something that i never really considered before yeah that you could do something mean to somebody and then feel bad about it yeah why would you keep doing it isn't feeling bad enough of a deterrent this is also philosophy i think why do people do bad things like crime and punishment i he think does it
0: and he feels really bad about it the most Spo- revealing spoiler I think Josie looked up to you because you were older, but you didn't see it that way. And I think think he sensed or perceived that you were constantly aggravated or annoyed with him. This dynamic was established. In your mind, like he was a bully. In his mind, you were this kind of aloof older brother who was constantly (laughs) fed up with him because of what he was doing. So I think it was just a vicious cycle. Oh, my God.
1: If any result is coming from doing this podcast, it is this like reframing Mm -hmm. of... My past in a way that I wouldn't have known otherwise. Like this, deep, yeah. this deep dive into these events is teaching me things about what I considered until now to be the world, right? To be my history. Yeah, you know, we all have an idea of what our history is, and it's basically unquestioned. It's 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 the same thing as reality as yeah. far as we're concerned. Mm-hmm. But it most certainly is not. Yeah. It is it is largely perception. Yeah. I feel like there's more there and I feel like I'm not not quite getting to it, but I, I'm not sure. Maybe it's more of a you know, later in the year kind of thing. Maybe it's too early sure. to really start digging into what this is revealing. But I yeah. can say now that voicemail from my brother has done something to me that has not been done to me yet. Oh wow. This this podcast. Good. That is seeing an event I recorded from another's point of view, truly, mm-hmm. and realizing that my perception of it was flawed mm-hmm. uh, yeah so where are we little Jed back from winter break yeah back to just school just about to go into what was it like a two day school week <laughs> yeah um, and now about to go, go into the weekend the weekend after winter break
0: let's see what he's up to March 6th
1: Adam slept over I bought a plain Lego set today is Saturday it is 11.40 Annie and David broke up Dad came back today. Annie is my aunt and David was her boyfriend at the time. Okay. And they broke up. Do you remember that breakup? No. You don't? I remember the breakup. But you remember David. Yeah. Nice guy. Cool actor. I wonder what happened. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she maybe it's something that's like too sensitive. She might be something she doesn't want to talk about. Maybe it was it was was, twenty years. She has a family now. This is she has a family now, a breakup twenty five years ago. But what if David was the love of her life? I mean, I would hope Her don't. husband's not going to want to know that. Well, then she won't tell
0: you the truth, the full truth. Then what's the point without the truth? What do we have? We have some half-truths, <laughs> which themselves shed some light. <laughs> people get through their lives on half-truths.
1: That's not a way to live,
0: I don't think. <laughs> I mean, you're right, and it's necessary sometimes. But is it right? Well, I think when you're protecting people from the truth, that's an open question.
1: <sighs> David, if you're listening, you were very cool. Thanks for being such a cool... Boyfriend to my aunt. I didn't know you, David, but you sounded like a great guy. <laughs> a plain Lego set, P-L-A-N-E. Not just a, okay. not a normal or regular were, yeah, Lego set. Like a set. humdrum no. Lego set. I'm actually working on a ship-in-a-bottle Lego oh, set yeah, that yeah, I that's... bought myself right now. That's a way I'm... That's the way same. my my tastes have stayed the same. That's right, Legos. Twenty five years ago, I still like having and putting together Legos. Has that been
0: a consistent hobby?
1: No, I think I probably got back into it a few years ago when I got a job that <laughs> paid me some money, so that I yeah. could actually <laughs> afford Legos. afford again.
0: afford something as frivolous as Legos.
1: <laughs> That's true. I bought it though. I bought a plain Lego oh. set. I purchased that myself with my own. I'm assuming right? I didn't say true. I got it. I bought it. Yeah you're still buying still
0: buying lego sets all these years later and maslow's hierarchy of needs (laughs) legos is right near the top five or six
1: (laughs) march 7th i went skiing oh wow there is school tomorrow wow i took a bath (laughs) i am tired i finished reading a book today I wish you would mention what book. Come on, man. Anything. Tell us what book. Record what book. That is basic diary. You're very erratic. Who cares? Who cares that you finished a book? Oh, you know what? What? I finished reading a book two days ago. We got book order. So I might have just ripped through one of those books. They were usually
0: short books. Yeah.
1: If I had to take a guess, I'd say it was probably a Bruce Covill book, like My Teacher is an Alien or something from that series, which I used to love. I love that series.
0: The last one. My Teacher Flunked the Planet. Made me cry why it's yeah, I, it it, it, all, it
1: all ends out okay in the end right his friends end up staying in space he comes back to earth
0: yeah but it was like a real referendum on the way that humans were treating mistreating the earth oh it was a, right
1: the aliens were gonna like say you guys are you, you screwed you it up screwed it all yeah, up. yeah we're gonna yeah. we're gonna end it
0: and it was devastating to me their impugnment of humanity yeah i mean they weren't wrong i remember lying in bed just <laughs> weeping <laughs> <laughs> that's nice and I think it was the first book that really made me cry
1: thank you Bruce mm-hmm. yeah I'm just I can't believe the lack of detail I know in, in this particular entry mm-hmm.
0: maddening you're giving us little to work with <laughs> What is that like when you say? Because you do this a lot. You'll say, I did this today. Wow. That's just sarcasm, right? Like, yeah, I'm, you're acknowledging I'm judging myself,
1: at, even at this young age of 12. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I went skiing. Oh, wow. There is school tomorrow. Wow. Even yeah. I know this is boring. <laughs> yeah. And I'm calling myself out.
0: Okay. Which rude. I, I don't need to be doing that. <laughs> right.
1: But, you know, that's a good indication of my, you know, I, I think I wasn't really happy with who I was mm. at this time. Yeah. I thought there was something off. And I wouldn't, would you say I was a happy kid? I don't want to hurt my parents' feelings or anything. This is nothing you guys were doing. I'm not implying I was a sad kid. I mean, it's a very dull kind of angst, mm-hmm. but there's not a ton of contentment yeah. here. I'm not writing about how I'm I'm happy with the way things are going. Yeah. Like, even the things I'm doing, I'm
0: like, ugh. I think I might have been depressed. Probably early signs of that. I do think things changed when you found... Because I think what you wanted was something that... Because you liked mm-hmm. video games very much, but yeah. those could be isolating. Yeah. So I think a lot changed I think a lot changed for you when you found theater yeah Absolutely. That was an activity that you genuinely enjoyed. Yep. With other people. With other people. I think so too. So it was like the best of both worlds. Yep. Yep. You, and you I, didn't ha- I didn't like
1: just have to talk to people. Right. I got to like, there was
0: a reason we were there right. and
1: we got to pretend to be others. Because I
0: think if you were a lone wolf, like if you didn't care about being around people, then video games could have been great. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. you would have been, been, been better, with that. I think you were too social to yep. just find pure enjoyment yeah. from that. It was next
1: year, mm-hmm. seventh grade, that I got into theater.
0: Yeah. We all, we all got into theater. Yeah. I think theater up. is a saving grace for a lot of people for that reason. Reason. Yeah, people it really who feel it, like
1: calls the awkward to Misfits to it. or outcasts, like it really that's where grow. they find a home. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Abso- I mean, theater changed my life, yeah. I think, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. But not yet. March 8th. I went to Taekwondo. Dad brought me two magic tricks. Mm. Bodhi chirped a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I am going to go to babysitter class. What is Babysitter class. Babysitter class was run by 4H, and okay. it was just getting your certificate so you could be like, "Hello, you know, Mr. and Mrs. I see uh, Johnson. I I would like to babysit your baby. I have a certificate saying, <laughs> proving that I won't kill it. Lest you think I, yeah, <laughs> me incompetent. <laughs> I have passed a course. Yeah." Yeah, I am going to go to babysitter class. Again, was it my choice? Was it something that someone told me to do? Did mm-hmm. I see it? Did, was it there was a sign up? Do you remember
0: this 4-H babysitter class? Or Very you... vague. I mean, I didn't do it, but I think I remember it happening. Yeah. What okay. is What are the, four, what are the H's? <sighs> I don't know. Horses, I think, is one. Listener. <laughs> really? Horticulture. No, I think horses uh, is. Horses? I, it's an old, it's yeah, an yeah, yeah, old, yeah, yeah. like, Listeners, if agrarian. you know what
1: the 4-H's are in 4-H, please give us a call at the tip line. 1-802-851-9578. Mm-hmm. So far, we think horses is one. Maybe horticulture is another. <laughs> yeah. It gave me the legal right to babysit babies. So, <laughs> where would babysitting come? Maybe, like, I, I want, is there an H word that means sort of service or community? Or, yeah. Or, or like, Hey, let me babysit your kid. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> did you make use of that? Did you? Do you I think I babys- probably did some babysitting. I mean, I'm 12. I, would you trust a 12 year old to babysit? I don't know. Depends on how big the baby is.
0: I mean, certain 12 year olds. My mom was telling me the other day that when I was 13, she remembers leaving me with my sister for like the afternoon, and she was at work, and me calling her every five minutes because I didn't because <laughs> I didn't know how to do something. Conversely, my sister was babysitting kids in the neighborhood when she was 12. <laughs> I think it's a question of maturity. Well, maybe it just
1: comes more naturally. I bet she had the the certificate. I was a late, late bloomer, to say the least. In terms of babysitting. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm 36 now, but I feel like a (laughs) 30-year-old. So I'm still...
1: Do you think you could competently babysit?
0: (sighs) I think it depends. Yeah, depends on the baby. Depends on how self-sufficient the baby is. (laughs) If the baby's perfectly self-sufficient, then I could probably handle it. Yeah, for a couple hours. (laughs) Yeah.
1: March 9th. Oh, boy quantum leap was not on tonight (laughs) toby got a new bed josie is a jerk i'm at my mom's house she's going to puerto rico uh you know starting the the diary entry off with a fact that a tv show was not on (laughs) tv which leads me to believe i expected it to be right you were a Quantum Leap devotee. Was a Quantum Leap fan. Remain a Quantum Leap fan today. It is a good chance. And it still holds up. And I probably got that from my mom. Speaking of my mom, she's, mm-hmm. a, she's a big sci-fi fan. She yeah. loves all the Star Treks. That's true. So probably inherited that from her. Mm-hmm. Toby. First mention, first mention of Toby. Of Toby the our cat Toby. Oh, I was thinking about this. I know last week I was belittling my past self for not mentioning my other two pets yeah. so far. But Bodie was the new pet. So Bodhi was like the exciting. Bodhi movie. was exciting and new, and, right. and Spooky and Toby, I'd had them for years. Bodhi so who, the, who cares? Was the novelty act. <laughs> yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. That's. I mean, even by my standards, I find that a pretty boring entry. <laughs> yeah. Quantum leap. I mean, that's a show where what is the point? The point was to put right what once went wrong.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know,
1: God or whoever it was assumed it was God was <laughs> sort of forcing Sam to leap back in time and and fix things that had gone wrong the first time around what was the explanation there wasn't one really okay and and even to the end of the series they kept it sort of vague okay al the hologram that only sam could see in here had a connection to the present you know or the future he had a little handheld thing where he had this computer that was sort of running all the data that they Mm -hmm. had on the time and the events of that time and they were like you know there's a 76% chance that you're here to to make him choose this family over that
0: family yeah you
1: know or whatever So it was sort of using the science based on history to determine the most morally correct thing to do.
0: And why did Sam feel compelled
1: to? I mean, that's great. That language is right. What is the the opening? He woke to an image that was not his own, driven to put right what once went wrong. Yeah. So he's he's just like he's just kind of he's compelled. Yeah. From a plot point. They sort of determine early on that to leap out of this body, you need probably need to do this. Oh, the thing he needed to do was generally something good. Oh, okay. And sort of help people mm-hmm. stop a murder,
0: save a community. Mm-hmm. So it's know, kind of all like all a variation stuff. on like Groundhog Day. Yeah, like if if you, if you move through time into other people, if you make you, wrong right, then you, you can move on. You can move on. Is this a heaven allegory? I think so. Or maybe a Buddhist allegory. He's living life after life after life. Yeah, that's very Buddhist. Or Hindu, like this reincarnation thing. You'll come back until you get it right.
1: Yeah. Huh. That is, I mean, that that is the plot of Groundhog Day.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about these shows or movies or whatever where the conception of the universe or like the the animating force, I guess, is not explained? Like when we watched Lost, we really expected an explanation but that, for everything I think
1: that was the fault of the storytelling and yeah. maybe the marketing of Lost sure. that it was presented as in you're not gonna believe like, why all is this is happening health? you're right you know? and like Groundhog Day and Quantum Leap they're never like they just wait when... till you see why sure. he had to live that day over and over you know Lost shot itself in the foot yeah yeah and Quantum Leap keeps it vague and they never they literally never find out mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. March 10th my thumb hurts
0: <laughs> i dare say of everything you've written that is the most insignificant
1: come on that's better than nothing happened today at least it's something matt and donnie played a trick on me those jerks i'll get them back <laughs>
0: plotting your revenge
1: i got an incentive stripe in taekwondo Two in yeah really really racking them up yeah <laughs> good for me Matt and Donnie played a trick on me.
0: Do you remember the trick? No. Hmm. I think I know somebody who would. (laughs) Donnie?
1: Matt, hello. Hello. March 10th, 1993. Uh Uh-huh. Matt and Donnie played a trick on me. Oh. Those jerks. I'll get them back. Do you remember the trick? And do you remember me exacting Sweet Revenge? there was some sort of little spat that happened between Donnie and I, and then we weren't talking to each other that day. But he was so angry that I was like, I don't understand what's going on, and was sort of, like, uncomfortable about how angry he was.
0: And then at a certain point, he was
1: just like, I was just kidding with you. You noticed, or or I was maybe letting you in on it, like saying, like, you know, Donnie and I are fighting. Then, at the end of the day or whatever, we were like, oh, no, Jed, we were just kidding. That's not, like, a, that's not playing a trick on me at all. You know, as far as I was concerned, you, you had had some sort of blowout, and you were mad at each other. You were just genuinely upset that two of your friends were fighting. The two of you didn't, like, start your day going, like, hey, let's trick Jed. Like, you had your own thing going on, and, like, sensitive little me kind of noticed and you just decided maybe you didn't even decide who knows i really don't think there was any necessarily any intentional trick. and you don't would do you call if i did get you back <sighs> Some sort of cunning plan well i don't know i mean you may have i don't remember i remember anything i'll definitely leave on the tip line that's another example of me perceiving some sort of actions in the world mm-hmm. as negatively directed towards me. But, like, uh, they were having a, a misunderstanding. Well, they did. Their, they did. They did. They were could, having a misunderstanding of their own, but it's not... I think... I don't know if calling... Yes. They obscured the facts They made me, the they made from me you. think that they were they were in a fight at, when at they odds. weren't. Yeah. That barely meets like the requirements. <laughs> I would, it's also I would weird. hesitate to call that a trick.
0: It's a weird trick to play on. Someone. <laughs> yeah. Like, where's the payoff?
1: Yeah. Well and I suppose that's kind of and even now like that makes me feel like i I'm missing I hate I hate feeling like I'm missing yeah, something. Yeah. Like understand. I'm not in on it. Yeah. And, like that's that is that. That's yeah. that's precisely that's that true. is all
0: that is. If you know that somebody is sensitive about not being part of something. Yeah. And then purposefully kind of making them Nodding on something then that is
1: <laughs> that's actually a pretty mean trick that's a
0: mean trick yeah if i did
1: attempt to get revenge i hope i wrote it down maybe i am am still planning yeah on that revenge uh,
0: that's true you didn't set an expiration date no. on that revenge i can help you plot if you want <laughs> look out matt
1: <laughs> donnie if you're listening please call in we've got yeah. a lot to talk about we do march 11th bodie went crazy <laughs> Horse Spook and Toby are in the pound. Uh-huh. Me and Matt did our role play at school. I began a story. Again, what story did you begin? <laughs> you don't know yet. You're brainstorming still. Just say something. You don't know okay. where it's going. All right. Yeah, who knows? You're maybe letting, I just wrote down once upon a time. You maybe you don't want to jinx
0: it. I began a story. I don't yeah, want to talk I'll about it too much. I'll tell you more when I've figured
1: it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> March 12th, I am tired. There might be a major snowstorm. Oh. Good. I did an hour of sacks. Today is fry. I am still tired. <laughs> <laughs> what in from the, the 20, 20, of 20 seconds it took you to write. <laughs> <laughs> so tired. I'm kind of wondering if there was something
0: the matter with my blood sugar. As we've said, you're writing what is fresh in your oh, mind. Right. It's, it's, it's the end it's of the day. Time. You're just tired because it's time for a bed. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs>
1: But then why write it down?
0: <laughs> I mean, why write down that your thumb hurts? Yeah.
1: That to me is more relevant than being tired. That is at least a unique event that you couldn't apply to every single night practically when I don't it know. is eleven o'clock.
0: I think if I saw a friend and they asked how I was doing and I was both tired and my thumb hurt, you I would, would say I would, were tired. I would share that I'm tired. What if and your I would... thumb hurt real bad? But then I would probably say, like, I don't know what's going on, but my thumb yeah. hurts. But if my thumb kind of hurt and I was kind of tired I would more likely you share that tired. I was tired yeah. yeah well because what is the follow up to my thumb well
1: what well, what did you do to it i guess is right. the follow up and i'm tired is probably at least you know what i know if you're trying to make a conversation with another human being mm-hmm. and you want to sort of move the conversation along yeah. by presenting something that that they can build off of something sure. relatable yeah i think choosing i am tired yeah is is a more universal there's more to go from sure. there. Certainly yeah. my thumb hurts, but then that really pigeonholes the conversation back to, right. Because um, oh, what happened to your thumb is almost
0: the only appropriate response. And if you if you don't know, then you're starting from scratch again. You're back yeah. to square you Yeah, square you're, I don't know. And then it, you've kind of hit a dead end. Yeah. But I'm
1: That's tired. True. It can be like, oh, I'm tired too. Yeah. Or, oh, I'm not tired. Or, oh yeah, what you've been up to that makes you tired. And it indicates there's some kind of story
0: there. It's a good way to find common ground with someone. Sometimes when I'm tired, it is helpful or reassuring to know that other people are also tired i'm reminded that i am not the only one who is tired so much of the time
1: yeah true universal right you know what is what is the point i mean wait a second yeah maybe the point is to be tired what do you mean well if you're tired sure it means you've been up it means you've been awake it yeah. means you've been doing things sure it means you've been living life mm-hmm. it means that now it's time to enter hopefully if you're lucky A restorative sort of phase of of what is being alive.
0: Well, you say that. I didn't do anything today and I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) But you're still,
1: you are still alive. (laughs) That's true. When it really comes down to it, what is the point of life? What's the point of being alive? It's literally being alive. Right. Like the point is, is this, Mm -hmm. we're doing it. You're doing it right now. You're doing it. Tori, you're doing it. You the listener, wherever you are, wherever you are right now, on your commute, in your home, on the street, wherever you are, you're doing it right you're now. Alive. This is the point, and you are alive. Yeah. This has been the Jeddah Diaries. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We're one more week in, week ten. Did we sort it out? In the books. I think we figured it out. Yeah. I'm learning a ton, you know, especially this week. This idea that I do have this sort of this quality of assumed victimhood on myself, yeah. that things are happening to me and, mm-hmm. and bad things are being done
0: to me. I don't know. I don't know what I'm actually learning from that. I just wonder how much I'm still doing that. It's victimhood, but I think it's also feeling like people have access to the world in the way that you don't, or people yeah. are understanding something. I mean, I still feel that way. People are somehow understanding things in a way that you are not grasping.
1: Like we are full grown adults right.
0: now, full stop.
1: There's no debating that. Mm-hmm. And I still have no idea what I'm doing. That's
0: the secret. I think that's what it's about. What? Nobody knows what they're doing? Nobody knows what they're doing. Everybody's faking it to some extent. <laughs> okay. And so I think when you're better. young, you assume that someday you're going grasp, to grasp it all. Yeah, because that couldn't possibly right. be the truth. Yeah. But it turns out it is. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned last week, after weeks and weeks of Whitney Houston at the number one spot, mm-hmm. uh, a new song had <gasps> taken the position. That's right. That song would only hold on to the number one spot for one week. Oh my God. And it oh, was re- what
1: what powerhouse came along well, to, re- to remove
0: the theme from Aladdin I'll tell from you the top of the charts actually no I, I'm not going to tell you <laughs> I'm gonna let the artist himself tell you here's seven seconds of the number one song in America on March 13th 1993 in <laughs> Jeddah Diaries, Jeddah Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now this episode is through.